If you've struggled with stress, balance, or burnout, and simply felt discouraged or even defeated, if you're ready to move from force to flow and enjoy ultimate Zen success in your career, health, or relationships, then this podcast is for you. Your host, Carissa Sims, is an entrepreneur, corporate consultant, best-selling author, meditation teacher, and healer who has found her own Zen success. Here's your host, Carissa. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Sophia McMorris. Sophia specialized in using wisdom to help people master and take control of their lives. She's known as the go-to executive wisdom mentor, certified professional transformation life coach, CEO and founder of Wisdom Speaks Life. Sophia teaches self-mastery to entrepreneurs and professionals who find themselves passengers in life. Welcome, Sophia. Thank you. I am so happy to have you on my show. Can Did we connect on Clubhouse? Is that how we met? Um, no, we did not. We met on, I want to say that it was the Grand Connection. Okay. I know it was one of those networking um, groups. It was like a so, Zoom, yeah, Zoom connection. Yeah. It was like a Zoom room. Okay, wonderful. Well, I just saw Sophia on video and she's looking fabulous. And she also has an interesting art piece behind her. So I would just love for you to share the story behind that. Okay, so the story behind this painting, um, so I was doing... Um, uh, Facebook lives and uh, people kept commenting, oh, your background is so pale. Before I had, um, you know, just, just like a white sheet for my background. And then I had like a white wall for my background and people kept commenting that, you know, oh, you need to have something interesting for somebody to look at and everything like that. So I went out one evening and wanted to find something. So it was like five minutes before the Goodwill closed. And I ran in, I said, okay, I have to grab something really quick um, and then get out. And so I grabbed a few things. I grabbed like some kind of draping kind of thing. And then on my way, running up to the cash register, I saw this painting. And so the painting just, just, I was like, okay, this is it. I just grabbed it. And, and I ran up to the counter and I had a few minutes to pay and out the door I went. And so I came home, I put it up and I, you know, turned on my uh, video screen and the next time on Facebook live and people were like, yes, <laughs> it, works. it works for you. And so, you know, that's how it came. But for me, it speaks to me in that it's all my brand colors um, that I have as part of my brand. And oh, it wonderful. also... The heart, the heart. I've always wanted to have a heart. My logo is not a heart, but I always wanted to have a heart because I felt like um, love is all our superpowers. And so that just communicated so much to me. I love it. And so that's the story behind it. Oh, wonderful. And what are your brand colors? My brand colors are that aqua color blue, um, red, black and white. Um, so it's it's um, 
my logo is actually a swan and it has the red lips. <laughs> so, Wonderful. Red beak. So I was just like, yeah. And so you, so you pick those, is there a reason why you pick those colors and the swan? Is it something, did you look up the meaning of those colors or you just like those colors? Um, I did also look up the meaning of the colors and there is a story for me behind the swan. Okay. Love it. <laughs> so, so the story about the swan is that for um, a long time, I felt like the ugly duckling. Um, and so I felt like the swan in the ugly duckling story. So I struggled with my weight um, for years. Um, and so had all that things in me that I had to discover about who I am and accepting myself and all of those things. Um, and so when I saw the story, I would read the story often. Like I didn't even put it together before. I would read the story to my children. Um, and the first time I read that story about the the swan in this place where he didn't really belong, I was, I felt the same type of way. Um, and so I was working, always working on transforming my life and changing my life. And so for me, it was just the culmination, like coming to that place where the swan thought he was a duck, but found out he was a swan. And really that place of embracing who he is and embracing the fellowship of all the other birds um, that looked like him. And so that, that was me. I was able to go on to lose like a hundred pounds um, in my own personal transformation and then really embraced myself and who I am and my voice and, and all of those things that goes along with that. So that's, that's the story of the swan. And yes, it meant um, wisdom. I specialize in, in, in using wisdom and the swan is wisdom and transformation. Also the colors um, is wisdom and transformation as well. And some other, um, you know, fantastic words that goes along with that, but that's the story. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. Incredible. I I went to a performance of the Ugly Duckling in Los Angeles and it, they did it with humor and it was like it was so great um to bring my kids to that. I I loved that um the story of the swan. Um so tell me about yourself. What were you like as a child? Um, I was, um, very fiery. I, I think I still am. Um, but yeah, I was, I, I would say that I was very fiery, more, um, curious, um, a child. I was born in Jamaica. So I have this, um, cultural heritage of growing up there and all of those, the, the background that goes along with it. So I came to the U S when I was 12. And so I tell myself, I said, Oh my goodness, I was already a grown woman to, so to speak, um, oh. in that I was already culturized as this Jamaican girl. So that yeah. was one of my things that I didn't really, you know, I was just like, Nope, I, that's, what I am. And so I had a heavy accent at first when I started going to school here. And uh -huh. so there was ways that I was, you know, bullied and people made fun of me and, you know, say things like uh, go back to Jamaica. And, oh, wow. <laughs> you and know, they, and I, all of that. Yeah. And why did you come to the U.S.? So your family came? Yeah. So my mom um, was here. She really um, had this dream of creating a better life for her children. Um, so she came first. And then there was a period of um, 
like five years where we were separated and we weren't really able to come um, and visit with her until after that that period of time. Um, so then we were able to, you know, we got all our green cards and everything um, and then we were able to come. And so that was like a really joyous moment for us. But then, wow. you know, also, you know, having to leave, you know, there and my grandmother. And, oh, and yeah. Things, yeah. That's hard. Did you, where did you move to in the U.S.? Um, we lived in Michigan. That was our first place of a boat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cool. My husband's from Michigan. And, and so those feelings and, and people saying, oh, go back to Jamaica. I mean, some of that is, did you ever feel like, well, gosh, I would like to go back. You know, my family's there. It's not like such a bad place. I mean, people go there on vacation. <laughs> And yeah. It's like, but they meant it, you know, as something mean and to bully right. you. And, and so how did you overcome that? Um, I think, you know, I just try to, to, to do things and, and really have friends. And so my friends, all my friends were like an international array. I had an Indian friend, a Chinese friend, oh, wonderful. <laughs> you know, and so, so those were the people, an African girl was my friend. Um, but I didn't have very many. Um, and so that's part of why I felt like that, you know, the swan in the ugly duckling story mm-hmm. in, in that I, I had to, you know, really step into that place of owning my own and people, you know, bullying me and making fun of me and all of those type of things, you know, and telling me go back to Jamaica, I took it as, you know, an insult. Like I, I wasn't able to be good enough to be in America. Like, you know, that was, that was my, my thinking at the time. Yeah. So I had to get, you know, overcome all of that overwhelm and anxiety um, and really step into my own, owning my own, having my own voice and, you know, speaking my own truth. Do you have any um, purpose in working with children and helping them overcome bullying or working with any nonprofits? Do you have anything associated with your business? Um, Yes. So right now I am working with... um, this organization and it's here in Chicago um, and they do a lot with um, youths and preparing youths and, you know, I'm a mentor for them. So oh, that's so, amazing. Yeah. So, so that, that, you know, cause I, I get this opportunity to be able to encourage young people, you know, who might be experiencing things like bullying or, you know, whatever their, their, their life and their situation is, is that you can be successful and you just have to really, you know, and that's why I teach the art of self-mastery because self-mastery puts you in touch in that place of mastering yourself. You're mastering the way you think, your, your actions, your behaviors, um, you know, the way you see yourself and really taking, taking everything out of the hands of somebody else, really putting it in your hands and having that responsibility to really make a decision about how you want to live your life and then live it. Mm, that's amazing. Did you ever play sports or get involved in any groups when you were growing up? <laughs> Why well, you laugh? <laughs> Why you laugh? I, <laughs> I played basketball because here, this is something that we did not have in Jamaica. So oh. I played, I came to the U.S. and then I decided I was going to join the basketball team, the women's basketball team. So right. I, I did that, but I was the worst basketball player at that time. <laughs> yeah, because you had that, never played. 
Right. And so I would, the thing that would happen to me is that I would hear all the voices. And so whenever the ball came to my hand, I would hear all the screaming over here, over here, over here. <laughs> and so, so I would panic, uh, just about panic. And I would just, just release the ball. And I didn't care. I was like, it goes to whoever. And so because of that, like the other team would get the ball and, you know, and they were like, oh my gosh, she's, like, she's the worst. <laughs> so. <laughs> It was, it was so terrible. That was my experience. Yes, oh. that was, that was my experience um, with, with basketball. So oh. after a while, I spent a lot of time sitting down because <laughs> they didn't wow. get me off the team, but they had me a lot of time sitting On down right. because I didn't know, um, you know, like the, the, the noise, the, the voices, all the voices calling to me, you know, I would just make me just, just, just bounce the ball. Whoever gets it, I'm like, okay. <laughs> So yeah, I was, I was not a good player. I also tried out for, um, cheerleading. Um, and so, you know, I got a group of girls together and we practiced and one by one, they kept dropping off. Um, and so with that drop off, I mean, I ended up being the only one left on my team. And so I said to myself, okay, well, I'm going to go and teach my best friend how to do these cheers. So that way we can do it together. So on the day of, um, of the, the tryouts, we both are in the gym. They call our team up to go ahead and do it. And she heads for the door. And I was just like, Oh my goodness, like, where are you going? And she's like, Oh, I just can't do it. Um, so I made a decision in that moment mm. to go ahead and to do it by myself and to complete it. And so when I went up to, um, where the other young ladies were, um, they said, okay, um, you're going to do it with these group of girls. I didn't make the team, but one of the things I learned about myself, it was extremely valuable, is that I'm not a quitter. Oh, that no matter what beautiful. I start, I'm going to finish, even if win or lose, you know, sink mm -hmm. or swim, <laughs> you know, pass or fail, I'm going to complete it. And so that lesson, you know, has just just really led my life um, mm -hmm. wherever I've gone and whatever it is that I have done. That was my lesson. So that was, you know, I hear people now saying, really, when you have an experience that looks like failure, if you're able to learn that lesson, then it's not a failure. It was mm -hmm. something that you can use as a stepping stone instead of a stumbling block. So that was mine, a stepping stone in that I had the determination, you know, no matter what, to really complete what it is that I started. That's incredible. I love hearing the birds in the background, by the way. Oh. Amazing. Oh, they're just supporting you in your journey. Do you ever feel that? Yes, yes. They're they're always they're always there in the morning, in the, you know, just whatever time of day they're there. Oh, so, that's so, amazing. Yeah. I, and where do you think that resiliency came from deep inside you? Do you feel um, like your relatives have that too? Um, well, I know that my mom, my mom definitely, you know, has that, she has that resiliency. Um, you know, um, I talk about, like, I have this little promo video and I talk about that. My mom gave me the inspiration to be an entrepreneur, mm. um, and to, you know, to really follow my heart. And so, cause she has done, you know, amazingly in that she left Jamaica, not knowing anyone in America. And she came and she started working with the family and that was her introduction to them. Um, and so she, then she stayed here 
all of that time and then, you know, really worked hard and try and getting her children to live here in America with her. Um, so I feel like that resiliency comes from, you know, from her, that that determination to, you know, that I'm going to do um, and complete and have the success that I want in my life. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. And then how did you get connected with being certified as a transformation life coach? I mean, I feel like it's so in alignment with everything that you're doing with your brand and the swan. How did you find that? Um, Well, I got certified. Well, you know, the story about my weight loss. So I, I felt like I was going around the mountain and I needed to find the up and over the mountain. So what led me to, to that solution was I read a quote that says, beloved, I wish above all things that thou would be in health and prosper, even as I soul prospered. And for me, the word soul stood out to me so much. And I was started questioning what's my, what's my soul? What's my soul's prosperity? If there's a way that I can prosper my soul and be able to, you know, lose this way and, and get myself in, in a prosperous place, then, then I want that. So with that, I started learning about myself and that what came wrapped in self-mastery. So in the alert process of learning about myself, that's where I was able to lose that hundred pounds is that my insides needed to be at peace and be in this place of prosperity, my thinking, my, what I believe needed to be in line. And so that's part of what I do with my course is that there is this whole um, order of alignment that has to take place from, you know, from your thinking to where you're feeling your, your belief system, your values, and it has to be in line also with that connection with whether universe or God or creator, you know, however people refer to, um, you know, their higher power, but all of that alignment. And so that's how I was able to, um, you know, transform myself and, and my life. So to get up to the part now where I this had this discovery and this breakthrough light bulb moment, and I said to myself, I need to get certified because I want to be able to share this secret. I felt like it was a secret because it took me so long for years and years and years, you know, of, of going around the mountain that I now needed to share the secret of self-mastery with people. So that way they could, you know, start identifying the different parts of themselves and really rewriting their story to move their life forward. So I got to, I, um, I went online and I did a search and I think it was, you know, one of the first group of people that came up to me, um, Fowler Wainwright Institute was where I got my certification from. Um, and so they had a program and I took that program, um, and I got certified that way. Oh, that's amazing. That's a synchronicity. As soon as you were ready showed up. Yes, definitely. And um, can you give our audience some tips on how we master our inner world? So one of the things that I um, experienced is um, feeling like I had, I did not have a choice. Um, I just had to accept things the way they were. And so in self-mastery, the first aspect of it is awareness. And it's that awareness of a choice, that there is a choice, that you do have a choice. And then in that choice, you know, it's like coming to... um, 
you know, walking down and there's like two paths before you. And then once you realize that I have a choice with, um, you know, either path A or path B, <laughs> you know, um, and then being willing to say, okay, after you make that choice, then, you know, after you recognize that you have a choice, then it's now a time to make a decision. And the decision, you know, either path. And I feel like when we choose a path to walk down, it's not a wrong path because some people say you have the wrong path or the right path. I think each path leads to the lessons that will take you to the next step in life. So first you come become aware, then you have a choice, then you make this, you know, the make the decision. And I think that on the path, on the journey, there are a series of realization that occurs and you're able to realize that, you know, wow, I really can do this. You know, if you've chosen to, to do something, you know, I really have that resiliency, yeah. you know, I, I'm, I'm, I have greatness within me. And so there is you so much when you lost the weight, right? You felt, yes, that. yes. You know, you, you have, there's that, um, realization that you can do so much like I can now give share my gift that I have received with other people um uh, so so there that's like the four part you know of the awareness is that you become aware that and then you recognize there is a choice you rec- you make that decision and then you have these realizations along the way that really aids in helping you to become the person that you need to be and to really being able to to fully master your life. Yeah, that's so true. I think a lot of people are just going through the motions in life and, mm-hmm. and don't think that they have that ability and, and that it's possible. So it's putting out, outlining those steps. I love how you do it because it's so succinct and it seems easy, even though it's hard, just do it. Right. Right. You know, cause I mean, the, the part of that step too, as well is to really just be able to ask yourself questions. And in that's part of the key is that when you're able to ask yourself, you know, what do I really want? You know, who am I? You know, where do I want to go? And then, you know, once you start asking yourself, you know, like, what will I regret if I don't do this? And then, you know, it's like now that we get to that, all those answers is like, how do we close the gap between where we are now and where we want to be? And so that's then, you know, I have a part of my um, program. One of my modules is and actually the first module is to really create that plan of how you'll close the gap. And then all the things that, you know, becoming aware of the roadblocks that get in the way of your success, Um, you know, being able to rewrite your story, all of those. And it's very succinct in that it helps you to get there. But a plan without the implementation of action does not work. You just have a plan. So you have to be willing to work the plan. Yes. Yes. Okay. Good point. And I want to hear about the purpose of Wisdom Speaks Life. What's the purpose of that uh, business? You're the CEO of. Um, I feel like the purpose is to be able to help people to master their lives, to really be able to end the the feeling of overwhelm, the feeling of life's out of control, um, and then get them to that place of really being able to create that life they love. Um, you know, for me, it's just, 
I want to be able to share. I feel like so excited about, you know, the discoveries that I've made about with myself and my transformation and the things that I've been able to help other people to do, like when they're able to, you know, um, take back control, live life on their own terms, stepping up and, and, you know, giving themselves the permission to say what they want and need, and then being able to to be in that driver's seat. I think for me, you know, like like driving, um, there was a time where I felt like I wasn't in the driver's seat of my life. I was more in the back seat. <laughs> and I was trying to give instructions, you know, from the back seat. And it's like a backseat driver. And you're like, the person who is driving is not going in your direction. So there has to be a shift where you decide, look, I need to get in the driver's seat and whatever it takes for me to get up there, then that's what I'm doing. So I can really direct my life. And I feel like that's the purpose of Wisdom Speaks Life is to really shine light in the dark places of people's lives and help them to get to that place of really, you know, taking control and directing their own lives. Oh, wonderful. And what is your practical wisdom forum? Is that a way for people? Uh, is that a community? How people yes. connect yes. to one another? Okay. Yeah. So that's my, um, that's my Facebook community and people are welcome to join and come each week. I have a training and then there's also, um, free coaching that happens in, in there. Um, so people show up and they have a question or anything like that. I'm open to answering the questions and, and giving them the, the insights that they need, um, and the tools that they need to start moving their lives forward. Oh, wonderful. Sounds like an amazing resource. And I I heard that you had kids. How how's your family? How many kids do you have? I have a couple. Okay. <laughs> I'm a homeschool mom. I homeschool my 13-year-old. So. Oh, wow, that's amazing. Okay, 13-year-old. Yes. And what about the other kids? Do you homeschool all of your kids? No, I I'm done with <laughs> with homeschooling uh one of them and um um, I've, I've, I've helped out, like I've tutored my neighbors and, and oh. different things like that. So, yeah. you know, but I just only have one right now. <laughs> so, Oh, okay. The rest are out of the home. Got it. Yes. Yes. Okay. And, and how, how, what, at what age did you start homeschooling? The, the um, you have a when boy? they were born. <laughs> the, that's amazing. You just intuitively knew that that was a better path for your kids. Um, well, yeah, I think, you know, um, having thought about the process and, and really, and I think for me, because I had the experience that I did with, with going to school and people bullying and, and all of that, yeah. um, I think that it was, um, important for me to say, okay, I'm gonna, you know, I want my children to, to learn this confidence and, and, mm -hmm. um, and, and be able to think yeah. holding them back like bullying. Yeah. You know, and and the to not have to face all of that, you know, the bullying, the peer pressure to you know do things that you don't necessarily want to do, but if you want to fit in, then you, that's what you have to do. Um, so all of that, I wanted to really just instill the good values in them first before I sent them out, and I I really didn't have an intention of you know homeschooling them the whole entire time, yeah. <laughs> about twelve years, but um, you know, so but. It, ends up being that way because once they get started they don't want to leave <laughs> so yeah it's yeah it's interesting I I am so 
uh, in awe of you that you're able to be an entrepreneur and homeschool your kids. I mean, it is just incredible. I Because I have been doing it just out of necessity with the pandemic, you know, with school being online and my kids not wanting to do it. You know, so I... I think if I homeschool my kids, I would do unschooling. Are you familiar with that? Um, no. Oh, unschooling is basically just, it's a free for all. They do whatever they want. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Learning happens through life. So, right. so that's the philosophy of unschooling, but oh, okay. because yeah. I just, I just don't really know what to teach them. You know, I, I just would rather them do what interests them. You know what I mean? Okay. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I have, I'm in agreement with that because, you know, even though I use a curriculum, so yeah. we've used the curriculum throughout, you know, um, and it's like a Becca Academy. So we do like the math, the English, the science, all of those things. But one of the things that I did that was different for my children is that I didn't force them to memorize information. I see. I felt like they needed to um, do the information. So in, in order to learn or to absorb first, you, you know, you writing, um, and then you're reading and then you're doing all of those things. And in doing that, I felt like they would be able to absorb all the information that they need that would be pertinent instead of just, you know, memorizing and, Mm -hmm. and it, you know, the process worked because like, when you think about like the multiplication table, Instead of having to just, you know, memorize all 12 in one sitting on and then be able to regurgitate it, you know, then that's that's only like part of your brain. But when you're able to experience it. So I would teach my daughter like, you know, you start with the first one and then whatever you can remember, then you learn to add, you know, or multiply the next one. So if we were doing four and you got to four times two is eight, but you didn't know what the next one was, you know, then you would add four to that one. And so in that process, then you actually learn the whole multiplication table. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you could have a whole nother business of helping (laughs) parents. You don't want something else on your plate, huh? I'm not going to no, give you I'm, a, I, I'm working on this one. I'm so like diligent because I, you know, I get different opportunities come across my path. Yeah. And I was just like, this is the one that I believe that yes. I'm supposed to of really course. just move out into the world with and, you know, and just, just express it and transform it as much as it possibly can and take it as far as it can go um, in, in doing this one. Yeah. So what's next for you in your business or life? Um, Well, I think what's next for me in my business right now, like I have embraced um, speaking as part of, so it's really getting consistent speaking gigs. I have some lined up and everything like that, but it's to really get consistent because I feel like having a conversation that that way people can have the best experience of me Mm -hmm. Um, and doing things like being on your podcast. Thank you so much for, you know, for having me is being able to give people that experience where they're going to hear my voice and, you know, they're going to, well, they can't see me here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
yeah, but, but for the speaking, uh, you know, speaking gigs, yeah. yeah, they'll be able to see me and and really be able to find, you know, form that connection of the no like and trust and adore, <laughs> you know, as one of my mentors would say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I feel like that's that's like my next thing, and to do that, you know, like really fully and on a large scale, um, yeah, that that's my voice really going out into the world. Yeah. I love it. TEDx talks, speaking with corporations. Yes, yes. Like I recently did. Um, we just they just launched um, the a short talk TV. So I'm I'm on TV now. So I um, I participated with this group, and so they have like a TV channel, and so that was one of my things was to be able to, you know, I put my talk on there and um was able to be on tv so that was that's like a big thing for me and then you know just to continue to do things like that where i'm getting out into the world um and and letting my voice be heard that's incredible congratulations for that exciting opportunity yeah so how can people get in touch with you and work with you will you give your website yeah. So, um, on my website, Sophia speaks wisdom.com. Um, there is Sophia. <laughs> S-O-P-H-E-I-A. So okay. it's a little bit different spelling and I have, you know, gotten all kinds of, um, different spelling with that name. So, but it's S-O-P-H-E-I-A, um, um, speaks wisdom.com. So, so that's, um, that's my website. You can also um, just add Sophia onto that. And then that's my email. Um, and, you know, there's also a contact page. So if you wanted, you could just go there and then, um, you know, contact me. My um, Facebook group community is is right on there as well. So all of my information is on. Uh, there's also um, a complimentary offer for a life assessment um, that people are able to pick up as well. Oh, that's great. That's so generous of you. Yes, reach out to Sophia, book a discovery call with her and learn more about her through her website. Yeah, it's been so great. Thank you for sharing your story and being vulnerable with me and everything you're doing with your life and your kids is just magical. So keep shining your light. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Oh, thank you. Okay. Have a great day. That's it for today's episode of Zen Success. Head on over to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show and share with friends. One lucky listener who submits a review will win a chance in the grand prize drawing for a priceless VIP experience and gifts with Carissa herself. Be sure to head on over to zensuccesspodcast.com and pick up a copy of Carissa's free gift, to help you on your Zen success journey and join us on the next episode. Share with friends and increase your chances to win.